This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in terms supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time, injury time. Look out, takes, Almunia saves, knock out, follows in, Almunia saves again. And now Wapner on the counter attack. Forestieri. Oh, I don't believe this. Here's Hawk. Dini! I do not believe what I've just seen. Trondini has scored from a Leicester penalty that was saved by Almunia. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. Do not scratch your eyes. listening to the do not scratch your eyes podcast i'm justin i'm carl and i'm peter and joining us for the opposition view this time round, philip from leicester fan tv hello how are you good 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 evening gentlemen how are you guys we're good we're, we're good. good we're good we've got over our hangover last last week from the uh from the from the uh, the football content awards which was basically a drinking binge. It's great. Good fun. Um, but yeah. no, but we're over that. And now we're back into thinking about once the international break and the drinking binges finish and we get back to football proper. Hooray! Hooray! But um, obviously a delight to, to to get to speak to Leicester City because we haven't, you know, since we've been kind of good, we haven't had a chance to have a chat. And there's all sorts of things we want to find out. Um, obviously, there is history between our two clubs. Our own podcast name is... Obviously, kind of talking about that Troy Deeney goal. You came back the following season, gubbed us 3-0, went up. We have a mutual appreciation of Nigel Pearson. Uh, we're going to get into appreciation of uh, of Hamza Chowdhury and all sorts of things. But let's have a look at the, this season, first of all. A new manager, one of the many pep acolytes who's come on, seems to be doing a good job. How has Leicester City's first season back in the championship for a little while been going? Well, I guess I should start off by saying I didn't want to be in the championship, much like you guys probably didn't want to be when you got relegated. So I'm one of those fans. I'm pretty unhappy that we've come down. Quite a lot of Leicester fans are sort of saying, well, we needed a reset and trying to be super positive. But I'm still being, as we'd say up here, Mardi, that we're down in the championship. But it's interesting to see that Pep, that our manager, Enzo, looks like Pep, seems to have similar sort of uh, tactics as Pep. 
not quite got the same team as Pep, so it, it <laughs> works quite a bit in the Championship, but not every week. Fair enough, fair enough. Have you been impressed with him? Because obviously, as results have gone, it seems to have been a pretty impressive start overall. You sold two very well-known players, Madison and, and Harvey Barnes on, but you've reinvested the money. Players from not, not far from, from this neck of the woods, in, for example, Harry Winks has come in. Have they kind of turned uh, uh, turned the players pretty well and bought, bought in pretty well championship-wise? I think he's done a decent job so far. It was always going to be a tough season this year because there was quite a few players finishing contracts. I don't know who's been sorting that out at Leicester, but there were seven or eight whose contracts were up. Obviously, you got players like Madison and Harvey Barnes who were probably itching for a move, whether we'd stayed up or not. So mm-hmm. there was going to be a clear out. There was going to be, a, as fans call it, a reset. So I think he's done a, a decent job so far. Harry Winks has been probably one of the best signings we've made that we could have made for the championship because he looks like he could be a Premier League player still. I know he fell out of favour at Spurs, but he has been one of the big, big pluses and would have hurt you on Watford if he was playing, which of course he's not. So it's going to be a massive miss for us. And we've just had a big chat, Leicester fans, about what are we going to do without Winks? And we're not quite sure. Well, one of the other players who went was uh, was Yuri Tielemann, who went on a, a free transfer to, and we, we won't mention their name. Um, but in fairness, big, well, I, I know, I'm sure Leicester and Villa aren't all that bad, bad but a, a player who seems to have been stepping up to the plate is, it's going to hurt to say, because he was on loan at Luton, but, Dewsbury Hall seems to be doing well and seems to be kind of really taking this season as a jump. Is is that fair and reasonable, or is it, uh, or is it just he's, he's been lucky? No, he's he's played very well uh, most of the games. He's he's not been consistency's been a little bit lacking, but I'd say maybe eighty percent of the time he's been on the ball. Again, you've got to remember, yeah, Kin and Dewsbury Hall. He was at Luton and did well there. I think he was their player of the season. He's played fifty games for Leicester in the Premier League. So again, he. He is quite an established player for Leicester. And again, dropping down to this championship level for somebody like him, it's made it's made him look probably even better than he is because the, the, there, is, there is a drop from the Premier League to the championship sort of level of player. So for Dewsbury Hall, it's given him a little bit more time on the ball maybe and his skills have come through. He, he at times has been our player, player of uh, the games a lot of the time, him and um, Winks. Very good, very good. Last year, we had Hamza Chowdhury on loan. And I think uh, for what was a, a bit of a iffy season for everybody, he he was, one, was certainly one of the better loans, most certainly. How is he regarded now by uh, by Leicester fans? Now, he, now he's come back and how is he getting on? Yeah, I, he's a local lad. He, he was born and raised just a few miles from where I am up here in Leicestershire. So fan, you know what it's like. Watford fans are the same as Leicester fans. You love a local boy. You want them to do well. You'll give them a little bit of extra tolerance. He is one of these. He would have probably been excellent maybe 15, 20 years ago when you yeah. could be a bit more physical in the leagues because his physicality gets gets stuck in. Fans love to see that. Hopefully he did some of that for you last season at Watford. But you could see he wears his heart on his sleeve and he, he does put the effort in. So again, I feel like he's done okay at Leicester this season. He's he's dropped in and out of the team and he's been a bit more of a reserve player than a first team starter on the name sheet. He probably will start against Watford this week because Winks is out. So I personally really like him. I want to see him succeed. He's been around Leicester for quite a few years now. So uh, you know, this is his chance to really establish himself at Leicester in the Championship, and if we go up, to maybe see if he can become that Premier League player that we all hope he he's got within him. 
I think you'll get a good reception at Vicarage Road, if nothing for anything more than having massive hair and a good song that went with it. Carlos, do you think uh, do you think uh, Hamza will get a good uh, a, a good ripple of applause? Yeah, no, no, he was um, <clears throat> he was a player, and you've just covered it there, Philip. He, you know, got stuck in, threw tackles about. We probably made him look a worse player than he is because of how bad we were doing that season. But he was definitely one of our one of our top. Sort of low knees that ca- that came in, so uh, yeah, it'd be good to see him. I'm not at the Leicester game, but it, he'll certainly get a um, a warm welcome when he, if he comes back for the uh, for the return game at Vicarage Road. So, in terms of how how you've been lining up, I mean, everybody's been going four three three with inverted fullbacks and inverted wingers. Have, have you been doing the same? How are you? How are you kind of setting up? Yeah, it's fairly fluid, like you say there. It's sort of been. It- You'd argue, is it a four at the back or a three at the back? A, a lot of the time, certainly in the home games, it's been more like a three at the back because we've, we've had fullback Ricardo Pereira, who's been effectively dropping into midfield from that fullback position. So it, it really is a three. And it, it's meant that Leicester has a tremendous amount of possession and a tremendous amount of passing, pass completions at home too much, if you ask us. But that ha- is how we've been playing a lot of ball retention. Yeah, I, I, I saw. I've seen a couple of games, and I, I noticed he didn't make the start in eleven last week. But and I'm probably going to get the pronunciation all wrong. But a player who looked really exciting to me was Fatabu. Has he? Has, he's a, a a right winger. Is he? Is he right footed, or was he? I, I think he was cutting in off the right on in, onto his left more when I saw him. How, how's he getting on? Yeah, he's he's been exciting. He's a young lad. I think he's only about eighteen or nineteen. Uh, we've got him on loan at the moment, and he's one of these wingers who does look exciting and you wonder <coughs> excuse me could he be one of the stars of the future again young lads they, they're not going to be at it every game and they're not going to be at sometimes it makes wrong decisions but you sort of have to I guess you guys have got players like that where you think is it is he going to be consistent at that better better level like throughout the whole of a 90 minutes or week in week out and, and that's where the jury's out with him because you see flashes of stuff where you go oh that's really really good and then you see other bits where you go wrong ball mate You've got to, you know, you have to learn where to put the ball sometimes. Mm. No, very true. So uh, Enzo Maresca, uh, obviously it's his first, well, I think it's his first um, kind of first team gig, so to speak. <laughs> ha, you know, the jury of Leicester, you must be pleased with where you are, but is there anything you anything you particularly like or anything that, uh, that, that the jury is out on with him? I think the majority of fans are thinking it is like amazing and brilliant. I I tend to be slightly again I've watched too many years of Leicester where I'm well done. I, I well guess done. I'm getting a bit old and cynical and grumpy in my days now. He, <laughs> this weekend he, he's come out in the press and sort of said we play the Enzo way and it's that way uh, like it or lump it if you want to watch uh, transitional football or teams who play counter-attacking football go and watch Leeds or watch Plymouth or in fact go and watch Liverpool because they're the masters of it if you want to watch Leicester we play the Enzo way and and that's it and personally I find that quite frustrating because when you're losing 1-0 at home to Leeds in the last minute you're still passing it around the back adding more and more passes to the tally and uh, and then you get a short corner and you take a short corner and you don't pump it in the box like I say I'm getting grumpy old and cynical where I'd like to see us be a bit more switch it up mm. and have a go, you know. So I, I feel I'm slightly in the minority of Leicester fans at the moment because I, I I don't see why I have to accept that we just play one style of football when we're losing. This is good. Yeah. Hang on a second. Let me just make some mental notes here. Grumpy, old, 
Cynical. You're in the right place. Welcome. Welcome. Yes. Safe, welcome. Safe welcome. seat and enjoy the view. <laughs> this is excellent stuff. I like that. So a, a question and a segue in and of itself. When you were obviously starting the season and obviously everybody saw, as we say, Madison going off, he's doing great things at Tottenham seemingly. Um, and of course, Harvey Barnes, who's unfortunately picked up an injury at, uh, at Newcastle. But one of the signings you made was Connor Cody. From Everton, you can see where the segue is going to come here. Um, <laughs> one, I think a lot of people went, really, really. That seemed that seemed an odd one, and and then obviously, uh, you know, kind of Manchester United went and bought back their old uh, their old centre back as well. But how has he got on? And then lead us into after last week's news about Everton being deducted ten points for. Let's be honest absolutely ripping through the, uh, the, the the financial uh fair play or the the sustainability and profitability rules what are the thoughts about what one Leicester can do and secondly your, your thoughts towards towards Everton well Connor Cody looks like he probably was a decent signing him and Winks I think probably both could maybe still play in the Premier League but then I question that and say well if they're good enough to be in the Premier League why are they not in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. So unless we're paying them a King's ransom, which wouldn't be impossible. So Connor Cody's looked decent when he's come on. The trouble is he had an injury right at the start of, uh, well, in pre-season. And sort of the team's established itself without him in there. So they're trying to work out how to slot him in. And of course, like I've just said, we play the Enzo way. So we can't discuss going to four at the back or anything like that, or five at the back. So he's sort of not getting much game time at the moment. And yet I think he probably could be our club captain. So he's been an interesting signing and I'm sure he'll have his day for Leicester. On to your next part, which is Everton. Well, I I don't know. What, the Premier League's the Premier League, isn't it? They they seem to make the rules up for themselves. How, how does Chelsea spend £1 billion, literally £1 billion on players and get around financial fair play? I do not understand. I think Manchester City have got 115 FFP charges against them and Everton have got have had 10 I think which has been condensed into one charge I, I don't think the Premier League want Everton to get dropped out of the league which is why they've given it to them now when there's three particularly poor teams and Everton have had a decent start so it all seems a bit of a fudgy fix to me if you ask me what can Leicester do what who who are we meant to have a moan about or a sue who are we meant we can't sue Everton it's not they've they've took their punishment haven't they as fans and a club I don't believe the Premier League have issued this 10 points. I think it's some committee. So for me, I, I, I personally, it's frustrating, isn't it? When we're teams like Leicester and Watford, I think we generally try to abide by the rules because we'll get told off. But in the end, the big, the so-called big clubs, and I, I still class Everton in that because they are an institution within the FA, I think, aren't they? So mm, I think yeah. no, nobody wants Everton out of the Premier League. They certainly don't want teams like... Watford, Leicester, Luton, Bournemouth, really in the Premier League. They allow us in just for a bit of fun. But, you know, there's there's some clubs in that league who they want in year in, year, year out. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see Manchester City playing at Hoxton United in the upper <laughs> northern Premier Division in the non-league somewhere, but I don't think that's ever going to happen. That would be nice. Well, that I assume- would be nice. I assume they don't know what to do with Manchester City, do they? There's so many things yeah. they've allegedly broken. I, I assume they're just literally going, what on earth are we meant to do with this? We can't have them not part of this Premier, Premier League. Because it, yeah. it, it's the money that's involved. It's crazy. But it's, yeah. you know, if, if they're punishing Everton, they, they've got to do the same with Chelsea. They've got to do the same with Manchester City because, you know, it's, it's, it's a joke otherwise. Crazy. Crazy Absolutely. times. Absolutely. I mean, you, you mentioned there that, you know, um, that you don't feel that the Premier League want the likes of Leicester in. And yet, 
and yet probably the greatest sporting story of the last 25 to 30 to 50 to 100 years in terms of football is you guys you know kind of recovering from from the do not scratch your eyes moment coming back the next year going up and then strangely Ranieri who prior to you having him there was always the he was always the bridesmaid never the bride he'd always taken teams from you know sixth or seventh or tenth up to about second and never quite done it I think he'd done it at Lazio he'd certainly done it at Chelsea and then you know the 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 the, the special one would come in we look at it and think that Nigel Pearson played the Ranieri role in that. He did a he did a fine job. What's one your 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 kindest or your your fondest memories of Nigel Pearson, who has the largest forearms in history from from and I've looked at them up close. And then the thoughts of Ranieri and that golden season that occurred. Uh, firstly, I want to know how close did you get to Nigel Pearson's forearms and why? But it, it was a bear hug. It was a it, it was a bear hug. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Basically, no, he, we when when he joined us, I think you went to it as well, uh, Carl. It was like yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigel Pearson came down and wanted to meet the fans. First day, he basically did all of the media stuff, and then there were two lots of fans who kind of got to meet him and got to shake his hand. And you know, instead of looking, you know, you know, lovingly into his into his eyes, I was just going, "Bloody hell, the size of your forearms!" That's kind of what I did. Um, so there you go. That's why he's a he's a. I think he's a top bloke, really nice guy, isn't mm. he? And I think. For Leicester fans, we'll always have a really soft spot for Nigel Pearson. The, when we won the Premier League, which even now seems strange to say, but when we did win it, a lot of fans debated really it was Nigel Pearson's side that he'd built that won it. So the building blocks were there by Nigel Pearson. I don't think we'd have won it if we had Nigel Pearson, though. Everything just aligned under Claudio Ranieri, where his whole demeanour and attitude got us got us through that season somehow but Nigel Pearson built that side but again if you really look through the Leicester side it, it shouldn't have won the Premier League it wasn't full of superstars or anything like that it was just it was that it was the fans team if you picked a Watford team and you said right we need some has-beens some people who've been chucked away a few young lads if you were writing a script you'd pull pull a team together like that it is they've talked about making a film about it and and they probably will and they probably should because it's that underdog story. And I think that's why lots of fans, non-Leicester, perhaps like yourselves, took to the story was because it could have happened to Watford just as easily as it happened to Leicester. We were lucky. We were very lucky it happened to us. But it, it sort of would give me hope to give you hope that Watford could do it. But again, I come back to FFP and I go, that's why they've changed some of the rules because they don't want a Leicester to do that again. They've made mm. it even harder. Yeah. It seems like Leicester to get anywhere near it because of the money. That's why those that have got the money somehow seem to get away with this. But what a story. What a story that is, Leicester. And obviously with the tragedy, you know, that yeah. lurks behind it as well, which, you know, we all, we, we all felt. I, one question I would ask, it's just sort of come to me, how, how's the ownership model there now? Is it very much still on track to how it was and the fans still engaged as they was, you know, previously? The owners have been brilliantly. We, we, We've got we've got uh, Vichai's son Top, who's now been running it. Obviously, since Vichai sadly passed away in the helicopter yeah. tragedy, yeah, he's a he's a a really really nice guy, very very quiet, and he is he's on the younger side. So his dad has obviously been around for many many years and built an empire, built King Power as an empire out in the Far East and in Thailand, and his son is that second generation and is is building things up. So. I think he was being groomed and developed to take on 
not just Leicester City. Leicester City is part of the fun aspect of King Power, but the whole retail world, which is their duty-free shops. But in no shape or form was it meant to happen like no. that overnight. And uh, I think he's been thrown in at the deep end and, and that, you know, he, he gets advice from lots of people and has done a tremendous job, but it was not, it was thrust upon him, even though he knew one day, hopefully it would be all his. So it's mm. been an interesting and sad journey in many ways. Yeah. Well, a couple of weeks after that, of course, we were up at your place and Roy Moore in the 1881, who are one of our supporters groups, brought out the banner, you know, which was about saying, you know, thank you for allowing us all to dream, you know, yeah, to, 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 to market. And, uh, you know, I think bearing in mind, we've all got we've all got Anthony Knockhart to kind of bond over um, in, <laughs> in, terms, in terms of that particular bit. But it's it's, you know, it's such a tragic thing, but it was uh, it, it was a nice uh, uh, touch and credit to uh, to the 1881 for that. All good stuff. Hello, this is Bill Leslie, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Johnny Phillips, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. Right. I think, though, I think we we can now basically let Philip know what's actually going on here. We Price have, yourself, yes, yes, Price I, I do. We, we apologise in advance, but basically now what we do is, well, let's call it what it is. It's the DNSYE Completely Rubbish Prediction League. No, God, please, No, no. Now, most podcasts ask for a prediction, and we've always asked, oh, hello, oh, what's going on? It's still playing. Hold on, there's things going wrong. <laughs> Hang on. The normal, the normal level of chaos is carrying on. This is good normal stuff. service is resumed. Well done. Everybody asks for a, for, a, for a prediction, and then and we kind of go, why? why? Why do you want to know that? Who's going to take any notice? So we started writing it all down. And uh, last year, uh, Justin and Carlos took on the EFL, who you will be playing for this evening, despite not wanting to be in the championship, you'll be playing for the EFL, sir. Now, the the good news is, is that as the league table goes currently, the EFL sits okay. atop, sits in a fine place. 1-1, which is its own prediction in and of itself, is in second points, along with Justin, because a few people got um, a single point last week because we... Um, or oh, last week, last game, we gubbed Rotherham 5-0. Um, and a lot of people went for a Watford win, but didn't didn't predict the five-goal sc- uh, score difference. Jarvis Cocker-Spaniel, don't worry, we'll explain that in just a second, <laughs> is sitting on 12 points. But of course, you must take into account that he did get a point deduction for sending it in late on one occasion. Uh, Artificial Stupidity sits on 11. Backgammon is on nine at the bottom, along with Carlos. 
So Thank you. basically last season, it was nice and simple. It was a simpler, happier time. We only had three, uh, you know, kind of things making, making predictions, but now we've gone and made it all unnecessarily complicated. And uh, one, one of the, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Mr. John Parslow of JP Backgammon FC turned around and said, I think I can beat Justin and Carl utilizing inanimate objects. And so he's tried. Predictions League. And it's Leicester v Watford, the Foxes. And we're here at Leicester Tribute Pub in the heart of fox hunt country. I've seen lots of foxes and yes, one or two hunts. And it's here where you'll find Leicester fans congregate for a game to celebrate some of their past heroes, such as this iconic goal scorer from the 1970s. Dice are ready, and we can see that Watford still have the interim dice in place, having successfully predicted Watford scoring five last week. It's the Foxes to go first. Foxes in, in form. And it's five minus two is three. Come on, Watford, what can we do? Oh, and it's four minus one is three also. So that's Leicester, the Foxes, three. Watford three. So, so there <laughs> yeah. we go. There we yeah, go. He's been, the Fox, he's been to the Fox and Hounds in Rickmansworth. There, isn't yes. he? That's what he's done. He's yes. been to the yes, Fox and Hounds in Rickmansworth, <clears throat> and he's on the the ledge of one of their windows, resting a <laughs> drawing of Frank Worthington. Let's let's say this what it is, and then he's played backgammon as well. I hope he did this under the uh, the, the, the cover of small hours of the morning because that's that's not a that's not the best pub to do that sort of thing. I'm surprised some bastard didn't nick his backgammon set from that pub. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, yes. I, I, I've been in there a few times. It is a bit like someone's front room. Mm. But well done, John, for doing that. That is absolutely yeah. there is very, a re- very there is a reason why basically anybody who enjoys the delights that is badly drawn Watford, who as we know, typically only works in pencil and uh, and, and, and and shuns shuns such tawdry trinkets as colour, uh, John, because his Wi-Fi isn't working, can't print anything. Because normally he'll have a, a little picture in the uh, in his frame. Here he's drawn a picture of Frank Worthington, and and we'll, we'll let we'll let people decide whether or not they think that's a that's a good version. He seems to have invented a ball, let alone anything else. Let alone the detailing on the sock. John must try harder. Anyway, there we go. He's gone three all. He's not enough. Absolutely, yeah. We want we want to see more commitment to this. Um, artificial stupidity has gone. Watford one, Leicester. Four. Artificial stupidity is actually showing signs of form here, I would suggest. That's not too bad. This this started off very, very badly. And then and then Ben got in touch with us and said, three games in, he said, I think my dog can get involved in this. Now, we've been trying to work out Ben's accent on some of these videos here for uh, for Jarvis Cocker Spaniel. See if you can work out where he might be close to. Although I was born and grew up in Watford, I've lived up in Leicester for over 40 years. You can probably tell that from my East Midlands accent. So today, as we live only a few miles away from the stadium, I thought it would be nice for Jarvis to do his prediction for the Leicester-Watford match from here, the King Power Stadium. Okay, so here's Jarvis outside the King Power for the uh, tough game at Leicester. Leicester obviously going very well this season against us lot. Okay, mate, so you're going to pick Leicester's 
Score first. Well, straight away, he has gone for Leicester one. Okay, so now Watford's taking... Hold on, let me pick these up again first, mate. Let me pick these up. So Leicester have got one. Okay, now pick Watford's score, mate. What, what, and Watford have got... Watford two. Leicester one, Watford two. Shock on the cards here at the King Power Stadium, ladies and gentlemen. Hop the horns. <laughs> Well, there we go. Shawadi Wadi uh, to Kasabian. I mean, that's both ends of the music yeah. spectrum, isn't it? <laughs> and he's also, right, now, uh, the production value in that was brilliant because he, I think he did a voiceover at the beginning there. He's Everybody's really up in their game with these videos. It's the, let's it's face it, it's the only way any production value is going to get into this nonsense. That's fine. Absolutely <laughs> fine. So, so, so there we have now. He's gone for a shock result. He's gone for a 2-1 Watford win. But, but in fairness, we must remind you, he is a Cocker Spaniel. However, he, he, he would be level with Justin if he weren't for a point ban. And of course, he's several points ahead of Carl. And he's a dog. There you go. So the scores we have are 1-1 one, one has gone for 1-1, one, one, unsurprisingly, always consistent. Uh, John's back-back gammon has gone 3-3. Three, three. Jarvis Cocker Spaniel has gone 2-1 uh, to Watford. Random nonsense has gone 4-1 to Leicester. So we turn to our guests who normally would come first, but we have this menagerie of stupidity that goes first. Phil, what do you think the score's going to be? King Power Stadium, Saturday, Leicester versus Watford. Finally, getting rid of the international break. Well, but firstly, I'm a bit lost for words after watching <laughs> what was the strangest couple of videos I've ever seen. I don't know what's yeah. weirder: looking at a dog eating bits to pick a score, <laughs> or that drawing of a Leicester legend, Frank Worthington. Who I'm glad you pointed out who it was. Yes, thank you. When I was looking at it as a Leicester fan, I'm like, who is that? I recognised it was from the 70s because of the badge sort of effigy that's on there. But yeah. Anyway, writing <laughs> stuff. I, <laughs> what, this is this is the reason why we were robbed, FCAs. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> this strangeness. This is normal uh, for us. This is not. This is normal behaviour for Watford fun. Is that what for goes us. on? No, no, for yes. us, not for Watford. For yeah. us, yeah. I wouldn't say okay. it was normal for Watford. Yeah. Well, I think I think I'm going to go. I'm going to perhaps surprise you because I'm going to go. We mm. haven't had a draw all season, and following two defeats. I'm actually thinking it could be a draw on Saturday. I'm just debating whether to go 2-2 or one all, and I think I'm just going to go one all. I oh, think you, you lads you are on You can't form. go 1-1 because 1-1 is I, taken as its own thing. Are you going I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah the, rules. the rules. There's, there's, there's rules, rules to this as well. There's actually rules <laughs> as well. You think, we just, actually rules. you think we just throw this together? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is this is There's more rules than the Premier League's FFP. <laughs> I know. I know. What? Everton, are you watching? Go on. Are you watching? <laughs> so I can't go have with, one one you can't because go. No, somebody you else can, yeah. have, You can have a Desmond. I could have a two two. Yeah. yeah. The background story is that last year I went one one for everything and I ended up almost winning it just by saying one one every week. So Peter removed that particular score from being able to be predicted. <laughs> that so. small avenue of pleasure was removed from Justin. Yeah, and he only did that Bastard literally about Peter. three seconds before I made my first prediction as well. He had I had no foresight of that, no warning. It was just 
Oh, oh, you've just taken it out just as I was about to say one. I think so, I, yes, I do believe cool. I wow. do believe you having a shit fit about that on the first game of the season was Gary's favourite moment of the season so far. I'm Hello, bad. Gary. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, well, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to change it then. You forced me. I don't think you'll get two, so I'm going to go two one to Leicester. Oh, now, look at this. Now, now you now you've just made it go two one to Leicester. So that's on Sorry. you guys. Philip, I don't think you can go two one for Leicester because hasn't somebody else done that? <laughs> Somebody else Wrong. done that? Also? No, no, nobody's gone two one no, for Leicester. No, we can have two one. No, no yeah, absolutely. Okay. Jarvis, right. Right. <laughs> poor old Phillips coming on. So, what do you think is going to be the question? No, you're not allowed that answer. <laughs> yes, absolutely, you are. What did Jarvis go for? Don't he... make me go six one to Leicester then. <laughs> don't make me go that high. I mean, it could happen. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Jarvis has gone two one for Watford, but as we did say, oh, he is a cocker spaniel. He's a dog. Yeah, yeah. Principally, principally. I mean, we we say it quietly, but you know, what can we do? There you go. Carlos, currently you're sitting, you're sitting primed to leap further upwards because you cannot drop further. Oh, that's good news. What do you think the score is going to be? Um, I I haven't seen Watford win at Leicester ever, and I've been a few times, and I'm not going, and I still don't think we're going to beat Leicester. So I'm going to go for Leicester City three, Watford one. Not hoping to bounce back. (laughs) You're you're expecting a return to form after the five nil. This is good. So we go to, uh, we go to uh, third place currently in the, uh, in the table behind one, one. And of course the EFL, Justin, sir, what would you Mm. like to predict for Saturday? (sighs) Cocker Spaniel nipping um, at your heels, literally and metaphorically. mm, Yeah. Winning at Leicester is not something that we do that often, is it? It really isn't. Didn't we not almost win last time up there, but that snow fell down and fucked everything up? Do you remember we, that? You we were, were winning. Home? Yeah, we were winning, and then it, the, the snow, yeah, did its thing. Yeah, and that was, was a good game, duck, though. A duck You're, blaming Trus- You're blaming the snow. You're blaming the snow. No, I'm blaming Kong's duck. blaming the snow. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I was, I, once told, it... I was once told by an Arsenal fan when we beat him at the Emirates that it was because it was raining. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. And that's that's the mark of a genuine Arsenal fan. Uh, no, yes, we lost yeah. through precipitation. That's only reasonable. I did see. Um, yeah. I think it was it, it wasn't the Boxing Day. It was the twenty seventh of December. The coldest four all draw at Filbert Street with Bruce Dyer getting two and uh, and Paul Furlong getting two. And basically, it was played on what can only be described as very cold, compacted mud. And it was brilliant. I loved it. Many, many years ago. Come on, Justin, what are you going to go for? God, well, we're not going to win, are we? Desmond's still available. Desmond's available, isn't it? I think I will go for a draw, but I don't think it'll be nil-nil, so I'll go for a Desmond, then I'll go for 2-2. It's a Desmond, everybody. We've got a Desmond. We're so excited about that. I like that very much indeed. 2-2. So, the scores are... The EFL have predicted 2-1 to Leicester, primarily because we've removed every other score available to Philip for no apparent reason. (laughs) Justin has gone for a Desmond. 1-1 has surprised us all by going for 1-1. Carl has gone 3-1 Leicester. John has gone 3-all. And a strange picture, trust me, we'll put this out, of uh, we think it's Frank Worthington. Um, Bearing in mind, by the way, if you saw when he was outside of the pub, did you see the bottle? It was there. He's drawn it in Worthington's Uh, ale. There you go. There's attention to detail. Jarvis has gone 2-1 to uh, to Watford in a shock and random nonsense has gone 4-1 to Leicester. I think the clever money is on just teetering towards a home win, I think. There we go. But we shall find out. And as ever, points shall be allocated as we have a draw, a defeat and a win. So we will see where things take us next time. Brilliant stuff. 
Right. Well, I think we had better sign off and thank Philip for his time. Are you obviously going on Saturday, Philip? Looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully we're going to change that uh, two defeats on the trot and swing it back round. But like I said, I'm old and grumpy and I fear the worst. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, well done. You keep, don't change, Philip. Don't you change. <laughs> no. That's it. You be you be old and grumpy and fuck them. That's what we do. <laughs> yeah. If we could say that in, in Latin, that'd be our motto. Brilliant. That, that would that be our motto. Yeah. That would definitely be our motto. Absolutely. Right. Well, thank you very much for coming on Do Not Scratch Your Eyes. It's been a pleasure oh. speaking to you. We will do this again at the Reverse Fixture, which is, Peter, which is... Available on Saturday the 10th of February 2024, this, currently 3pm, unless Sky managed to fuck about with the schedule like they normally do. There you go. How prepared was that? I think, can I see the little asterisks at the bottom again now? That was very good. I, yes, that's right. Subject to TV fucking about with the schedule. Excellent work, Peter. Yeah. guys are as grumpy as me. Well done. Well done. Oh, mate. Who knew you were a Watford supporter just displaced in the country? Brilliant. There you go. There you go. So we will catch up again then in early February. That would be great. Um, but in the meantime, best of luck for the rest of the season, apart from Saturday and the 10th of February, of course. It's been a pleasure speaking to you, Philip. Thank you very much for coming on. Do not scratch your eyes. You're welcome, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you, buddy. Lovely stuff. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.